0: Domo, welcome to the Tomodachi Brothers Anime Podcast. I am here with my allies, Ditaku and the hipster Snick. We are here to recite our death haiku, for death is the only way out for ninjas. Domo,
1: I am Snick
0: Ninja. Domo, I
2: am Ditaku Ninja.
1: P- please, please do not ask how a creature with no legs and no arms can be a ninja. If a turtle can do it, a snack can do it.
2: Are, are you a trouser snack ninja? <laughs> you got you got a little tube gee. It's like a little tube. You wriggle through it. It's like a little gee. And you got your little mask. <laughs> it, it makes sense. The logistics <laughs> of it are not a problem.
0: Hello, everyone. So if you haven't guessed today on the podcast, we are going through Ninja Slayer. We've decided to actually do all of Ninja Slayer in one episode because the the episodes are really subtracting the intro and outro uh, only about 12 minutes long. So we're we're going to run through the whole season.
2: I mean, besides much like the series, we are just going to blow through it really quick. Don't worry, we'll have little paper dolls that'll just be like, uh, you know, talking with the dialogue, and then we'll get really, really detailed when we're about to punch each other.
1: And we'll just smack the two paper dolls together really, really vigorously.
0: <laughs> Should we make a comment about the whole Funimation thing? Because this happened to be a Funimation dub. Oh,
2: man. You know, it's funny that you mentioned that, because when Sneck and I were rewatching it, we, we binged the. I actually own this on uh, Blu-ray. And we watched it about two months ago, actually, and so then we rewatched it, and I was like, "Oh, that's right. This is a this is a Funimation dub."
0: Ooh, that's unfortunate because Funimation's self destructing right now. Yes, as of as of this recording, uh, Funimation is is uh, imploding. But eight, by the time this episode airs, it may be old news. It probably will be, unfortunately. The speed of the internet, you know, and the the
2: caring of the internet seems to be like sharks. They only care if there's blood in the water.
1: And even then, they can only be bothered for so long. Much like sharks. Or snecks.
2: Ravenous deep-sea (laughs) snecks. I'm sorry if that was a a sneckist comment.
1: Uh, Offense (laughs) is only taken, never given. You know, it's
2: funny, actually. Unlike other ninja shows, there isn't actually a snack ninja in Ninja Slayer, as far as I remember. There was the one dude who had a frog, who was like a frog ninja, but no snacks. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, this series is actually really, really interesting because it, much like a lot of the shows that I have been trying to put forward, it started as a light novel series. The cool thing, and I'm actually really jealous about this, was the way that the two authors put it forward was they put a bunch of snippets together onto Japanese Twitter. But the way they framed this series of snippets was they would put them as, oh, guys, we got this manuscript from these two American authors, Bradley Bond and Philip Ninja Morsetz." And we were going to put out pieces of this on our Twitter, and it would just be like Ninja Slayer versus Car Bomb. Ninja Slayer, you know, threw Car Bomb down on the road and blew him up. Ninja Slayer versus Bug Flick. Ninja Slayer hit him with a giant, you know, weed whacker and <laughs> blew him up too. And it just were like. Eight ninjas. He just would proceed to just slaughter them. And I think they actually make a reference to this because I want to say in like episode four, Dark Ninja is reporting to Laomoto and he has just a series of ninja portraits in the memorial photo style. And he goes, Yeah, we've been losing a lot of ninjas. That's what they're (laughs) referring to is actually the opening bit when Ninja Slayer just wakes up after being revived and just goes on this rampage and kills just a buttload of ninjas. And as a, as a writer, I'm actually kind of jealous because this is such a such a cool way of eliciting interest in your book. Because honestly, Bradley Bond and Philip Ninja Morsets don't exist. This was entirely just a marketing move, and it's pretty brilliant. I, I'd say I'm as I say I'm kind of jealous. But yeah, so this this series is one near and dear to my heart because not only is it just really cool, it's also animated by Trigger, who are just awesome in general. And uh, I'm I'm gonna stop fanboying now so you guys can actually uh, get a word in edgewise.
0: Warning, it is a nonstop spoiler onslaught going forward, abandon all pretenses ye who enter here. Okay, so for those that don't know, The main plot of Ninja Slayer follows the story of a man named Kenji Fujikido in a sci-fi, cyberpunk-style city called Neo Saitama. Essentially, what happens is Kenji's family, his wife and son, get killed in a ninja gang war. Kenji gets revived and saved by becoming possessed by an ancient ninja soul spirit called Naraku Ninja. Then from there, it basically follows the threads of Kenji as he... Has to battle La Modokan Sokaya ninja gang that killed his family, as well as others. For example, he battles some communist ninjas to help his master's granddaughter. And at the same time, he's working on mastering his inner self along the way and trying to not allow the Naraku ninja spirit to overtake him because the more he gives himself over to revenge and anger, the more he intertwines with Naraku who really just seems to want to overwhelm him and get, get full control over his body. So that is effectively the main focus. However, we also do get several other supporting characters that we get to spend some, some time with as well. Yeah. um, Yamoto Koki
2: and her little subplot, whereupon she becomes possessed by a ninja soul as well and uh, has to navigate. Whereas unlike Naraku, who's just trying to override Budikijo, She-Ninja, the soul that Koki has, she just wants to live. And so she just slowly will give Yamato Koki more power. But the problem being is that initially she's kind of underestimated. And so the ninjas that the Sokaya will send against her are really, really weak. But they start to send some really, really powerful guys against her. And after a certain point, she just can't do it. So she kind of goes on this training montage, which is actually really, really sweet and also really sad at the same time, because her sensei is actually dying of cancer.
0: So overall, I have to say, I love this show.
2: I figured you might.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's fantastic. Also, I will mention, I also highly recommend watching another show kind of in conjunction with this one. It's another studio trigger show called Inferno Cop, which is also pretty great, but it is good to check it out because you do get to see a lot of the different animation elements at play that they began with in that show and then kind of carried over and elaborated on within Ninja Slayer. But I will say for, for what Ninja Slayer is, I think it is wonderful. The battle animations are very poorly animated. They always kind of just look like cardboard cutouts slapping into each other. But it's it's done in this very purposeful way and just works really well and is actually pretty amazing.
2: No, 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 no. I mean, the, the big battles are actually decently animated. It's just everything else that's pretty crap. Yes, yes.
1: Right. I don't know what you guys were talking about. I I think the animation is just top notch. I'm just saying, I don't think you'll ever have a higher art than two popsicle sticks slapping each other back and forth.
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah. That that was Snek and I, when we were watching it, I had to to stop the uh, recording for a second. It was during the Sonic Boom versus Ninja Slayer fight. And they literally did have that moment where just the two warriors like hitting each other. And as, you know, the narrator is just in a very deadpan way is like, such grace, such combat flexibility. I love that.
0: The true warriors. And we just <laughs> look at each other and start laughing. A thousand minimalist <laughs> masterpieces of precision using skin and blood in lieu of canvas
1: and oils. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. And like, <laughs> the, the two popsicle sticks just bonk, 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 bonk.
2: Yeah, and it's like, you know, you can overdub that and just be like, now Sonic Boom,
0: Ninja Slayer, Kiss, Mwah. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's just ruined and just there. but i love it i guess my point is that it looks like this low budget thing while you're watching it but with the artwork and the character designs and everything it's just wonderful it's got that great studio trigger style to it especially with how they do the color layering i just love it it's just cool to look at even when they're just doing the popsicle sticks, like slamming into each other, it's still great because all the characters and the colors and everything just look really bright and vibrant.
2: Yeah. So even though it's a very dark series and I think, yeah, kind of going off what you're, you're talking about cog, I think it actually helps the series a lot because not for nothing, but Ninja Slayer is kind of a black comedy and it's kind of a commentary on Japanese culture. And just like you look at how, like an utter hellhole Neo Saitama is, and just people are completely okay with it. They're completely okay with these super-powered ninja freaks killing each other and everyone around them. It's an extremely Japanese thing. It's just like, oh, okay, that's just what happens. You, you should keep your head down. Just go with the, with the pack. You know, don't make any waves. Just be polite. Just go along with it. It's okay. And... It's just very, very deadpan, very black humor. And I think the very minimalist animation and just... But with the very saturated colors, much like you're saying, which allows all the ninjas to actually kind of pop, definitely is one of the
0: series' strong points. I've seen a lot of criticisms. Some people are like, oh, they just remade Inferno Cop. But I mean, I would argue they kind of refined it, essentially. They took elements of that, but... I disagree with that.
1: There are some thematic similarities, but I think in the overall storytelling and plot pacing, they're really nothing alike. Where Inferno Cop is extremely absurdist, Ninja Slayer has a very straightforward storytelling arc.
2: Yeah, not for nothing, but having read some of the light novels, they really did not change that much because the light novels are extremely brisk in how they deal with combat. And they're very, very just like, yeah, that's the way it is. And they're just, it, as I say, the deadpan humor just is kind of a a staple of the series. Because honestly, a lot of it, I, I think, is a commentary on Japanese culture and just how they react to things. Very hyperbolic.
1: To say nothing of the fact that Inferno Cop was... Uh, Very much like a childhood fantasy character. He was essentially invincible at all times and literally could reflect bullets. You know, for an invincible character, he dies a lot. I'm just saying he goes to hell like twice. Um, Yeah, but one time he literally (laughs) just traveled there. So I don't know if that's the same. And then with with Ninja Slayer, you instead get a relatively fragile main character he's very strong. He's very capable, but he dies like three times in the first 10 episodes.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, actually that, that was a thing that Sneck and I were kind of noticing. It's like, you know, for someone who's supposed to be the main character, you sure do end up on your ass. Like a lot there. Ninja Slayer.
0: Even I think even uh, Dragon Gendoso makes a comment about that even later in the series when he goes down one time. He's like, Ninja Slayer Son, I know you miss me, but stop almost dying.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he
0: does say that, doesn't he?
2: Man, th- there's actually a lot more to do with him in the light novels, uh, and uh, also his uh, granddaughter, who uh, very important for uh,
0: reasons. I can say what those reasons are, but there's two of them. Um, I will say there are just there are so many little elements to the show that make me smile and giggle everything from like the pointless random screen cuts to the over explaining narrator, like the constantly stating the obvious is definitely a trope that exists in anime. And in this case, the way they do it in Ninja Slayer with the narrator chiming in instead of it being this like oh boy, here we go, stating the obvious. It's obviously, it's, it's used in uh, this wonderful, humorous way where you actually like, look forward to hearing the narrator. Like we mentioned, I love that Sonic Boom fight, and just the commentary on it is just fantastic. I mean, the the fact that they actually use Guile's Sonic Boom sprite for his Sonic Boom karate, and I'm like... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the constant like reusing of the same sound effects over and over and over again it's oh yeah just, it's it's a wonderful oh yeah i mean
2: personally honestly as as much as this might you know dock me points from the sub only crowd and i i seem to be the sub only rep here i actually like both the japanese and the sub on this one although the american one you
0: mean the dub and the sub that the dub and the sub I prefer both of them. I thought I switched back and forth. I actually did enjoy both of them as well.
2: Yeah. But I think the thing, if there was going to be one thing that was going to make me go, yeah, I'd prefer the dub is the fact that they translated Namu Amida Butsu, the prayer to the Buddha Amida, which is a part of the pure land sect of Japanese Buddhism to Oh My Buddha. That that was a freaking master stroke right there. That is brilliant.
1: I love that. And, you know, the the joyous narrator is the one who tells us all about the story to Alabama suplex that apparently, like, saved America and Japan on different occasions. In the Mexican War, apparently there were Mexican ninjas and Davy Crockett
2: used the Alabama suplex at the Battle of the Alamo.
1: (laughs) Uh, Coming oh from man. from a snack who is from the American South, I can verify that that is historically accurate.
2: <laughs> I was about to say, so yeah, Sam Houston proceeded to call out General Santa Anna and then proceeded to ninja
0: power bomb him and all of his ninjas. This is this is true. Docs. True facts. Yep, that, that, that's correct. One. It's interesting because one older review I did see of the show, they complained about it. Essentially, the complaint was Ninja Slayers more of a drama, and the comedy actually hurts it. And I didn't enjoy it at all. I'm I'm sorry. Did we watch the same show? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I have no idea where people are coming from sometimes because when you look at Ninja Slayer there are just so many subtle elements that even in the dramatic scenes, it's hard to totally take all of them seriously because it's like, if you if you pay attention, there's these little things. Like, for example, in episode seven, for example, the uh, Ninja Slayer has this like deep thought sequence where he's kind of like standing in, in on this pole and he's like helping a raven get a hook out of his mouth. But then if you look closely, he the, the ninja cowl, He has this giant ninja cowl that just appears super rigid in the scene that there's just a raven just sitting on it and it just flying all the way off screen and it's just got this super stiff visualization. And then in another scene, he's having this heart-to-heart conversation with this old man and it, it looks like this just red Pikachu tail sticking out of his back and then he'll stand up and down and it just doesn't move. And then... In the next sequence, it's super long, and then it's super short, and it's constantly changing shape. And then in like episode 11, when Dark Ninja shows up, he literally has to reel the cowl in for a minute. And he's like sitting there pulling it in, and then realizes, oh, I've got a tracker on me. (laughs) And uh, there's just so many of these little elements to it that I just absolutely loved, that I feel like people kind of overlook a little bit. If you... Actually, look at the, the
2: box art. The The box art for the physical release is covered. There was a lot of people who did not seem to like it. Uh, it's covered in negative reviews, but I think that's part of the beauty of it. And it kind of took me for a loop there, and Snack can uh, attest to this, because the way that the Blu-ray discs are is they look like they're bootlegs. And for a second, I'm like, is this actually real? Until I realized that the the... Name on the logo wasn't Sony or you know like SanDisk or whatever. It was Yart.
1: I go, oh okay, <laughs> uh, you guys had me there for a second. Especially when the top side says it's a CD, but they're very clearly Blu-ray discs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I mean that that's kind of the
2: thing. And honestly, having read the light novels, they didn't change that much. I don't know where people are getting this entire thing about it being a drama. One of the things I kind of was bummed out about was one of the little side stories that they didn't actually bring over was this one about this young man who was kind of rebelling against his parents. His mom and his dad really wanted him to start studying more and get more serious about his high school so then he could become one of the elites that are actually part of these huge zaibatsus that govern Neo Saitama. And so he gets in with this punk group who are really big into rock music And they meet at this one particular convenience store a lot. Turns out the convenience store is about to be bought out by the Sokaya. And the guy is being pressured, air quotes, into selling out. And they actually have to bring in a Sokaya ninja who is this basically a BDSM gimp just covered in needles. And his entire thing being is that he actually will gain battle power from pain. And Ninja Slayer is just walking by as he does while this is all happening and sees the guy recognizes his style and then goes, Oh, so you gain power from pain. I see then. "Well, let me help you. <laughs> grabs his head, grabs his leg, just folds him into two and proceeds to make a pincushion out of him more so than he was. And while in the battle, the, the young man who's kind of the viewpoint character in this entire plot thread gets caught up in it and he loses, he, he gets hit with one of the attacks and is taken to the ER. And it's only because of his family's standing that he's able to live. Otherwise he wouldn't have gotten the blood transfusions he needed to survive. That, if that doesn't kind of illustrate the point that Neo Saitama is a, just a freaking hell hole and just kind of just go, well, that's dark as crap. I mean, then I don't know what it is. And I, as I say, I kind of understand why they didn't put it in it. The Yamato Koki bits kind of illustrate that point too, that, you know, like life for the average person in the city is not fun, but (laughs) I mean, I like that bit a lot.
0: I liked a lot of her sub stories as well. I really like silver Karasu, even though he's only in like two episodes. And that's mostly me because I just, again, the designs for these characters are great. Silver Karasu just looks like this super cool samurai version of Moon Knight. (laughs) Yeah. So
2: if we're talking about cool stuff, can we talk about the music then?
0: Yes, the music, the soundtrack
2: is fantastic. Yeah, honestly, with this one, and I I hate to sound like, just keep talking, but I I love this series so much. The OP, so good, Back in Black by Boom Boom Satellites. Uh, So good.
1: Which we had an amusing conversation about, Dutaku and I, where he mentioned it took him a while to figure out that the entire song is actually in English. And then I told him that when I first heard the chorus without the benefit of subtitles, I thought the phrase back in black time to dust yourself off was saying it's time to buy a new cell phone.
0: That was like the one bit I actually could understand in English. Also, this is not to be confused with back in black by ACDC completely different song, obviously. Yes, this is by boom, boom satellites. It's a, a Japanese hard rock band.
2: They, they, unfortunately disbanded cuz their lead singer died of cancer a few years ago unfortunately but uh they're they're pretty good look them up on youtube they got a lot of stuff
0: yeah i i love the soundtrack as well this is one i can just pull up and listen to i think my favorite track i think it's called ninja shall perish it's just this awesome instrumental mixed orchestral rock track they play during some of the climactic battle scene moments, and you just get that like great electric guitar melody going on in the background. I'm a sucker for Naraku Within, just because I really like Sanshan
2: as an instrument, and they actually have, or I'm sorry, the Shamisen, and it actually has its lead melody being played with the Shamisen, so that's really cool. That's the one where, um, whenever Naraku is possessing him, that they play that one. What about you, Snek? Do you have any, you know, um,
1: songs that you really like? There are a few of the ending themes that I actually really like, but I'd actually have to go back and cherry pick which ones it was I am thinking about. So I don't
0: have a good answer. Yeah, they, I think they actually changed the outro theme, like. Every episode, don't they?
2: Yeah, I want to say it's every episode. If you actually look at the OST, it's like every episode they have a new one.
1: Uh, I like a lot of them. The ending themes in particular always seem to be a highlight because you never really knew what you were going to get.
0: And I mean, that just kind of rolls with the series, too, where it's like every episode is just so wacky.
1: Yeah,
2: I love the, the little gags they'll do where they'll just like constantly... See, I don't I don't know what it is like if when family guy tries to do this, it drives me up a wall. But I I would just chuckle to myself when Ninja Slayer does it, just the constant repetition gags that they'll do. Like they have the one hacker ninja and they'll just both be in the uh, chat room and then he'll open the door. And And then they just shut the door on him and they do this like 10 times. And I'm like,
1: uh." see, it it works there because it's very unexpected, especially with how risk ninja slayer tends to be That just goes back to there's so many like
0: weird subtle moments in this show one that i can remember that i was just like huh the seed where right after ninja slayer saves nancy and she's just like everything will be fine i have some organic sushi and then he just proceeds to eat the sushi and you just hear like for a while, and he he doesn't remove his mask or anything, and they just show him shoving it through his face.
2: Yeah, they do that a few times, like, uh, when he just discovers that he actually is a ninja, and he fights Mirrodon Ninja. And he's just running across the highway at 70 miles an hour and just eating sushi right through his mask.
0: <laughs> I really enjoy how many anime tropes they hit on. Oh, Like, oh, there yeah. are so many anime tropes, that get on people's nerves and things. And I just love how they take a lot of those tropes and just make them funny and enjoyable. Like we've already talked about the narrator stating the obvious, the recycled animation. Another example I love when they're like reusing the same sound effects with the, yeah, 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 just over and over and over again. And another example, I just having a compilation episode, except in this Ninja Slayer compilation episode, it's just filled with stuff that was not actually in the show. And is it's just hilarious and filled with crazy gags and stuff. Actually, I think one of my favorite clips from that compilation episode was actually the one where they're playing the Shogi game and they're just sitting there moving the Shogi pieces around, just making noises like... Uh. Yeah, uh, talking about my
2: favorite repetition probably has to be is when he finally beats Dark Ninja and there's just like a five minute long thing of him just going, just punching. (laughs) And then, you know, Dark Ninja's yard and then he just punch yard, punch yard, punch yard. And he does it for five minutes. So, you know, all you kiddies who watch Stardust Crusaders, oh, you know, Steely Dan got Aura, Aura, Aura for five minutes. No, no, no. It's the virgin Aura, Aura, Aura against Steely Dan versus the Chad Ninja Slayer dropping Dark Ninja. (laughs) So that's the way it is. That's that's my anime meme for the day there. Brendo. So shall we... Move on to what we didn't like about the series there, gents.
1: I hate the fact that it ended.
2: Yes. That is
0: actually a thing. They only
2: did about 40% of the actual story,
1: unfortunately.
0: Yeah, there are some character story arcs that unfortunately just stop. After we get to the final episode and defeat La Modicon. it just ends. They also, unfortunately, set it up as if there was going to be another season. But in the end, you just have several sub-story plots that just end with no resolution. For example, Miyamoto Koki. Her story just stops. And another one, Dragon Yukino, aka Amnesia. Yeah.
2: She's actually much more important in the thing. She she actually becomes one of Ninja Slayer's bigger allies. But yeah, as I say, they, they kind of stopped at the halfway point, which is unfortunate because, I mean, that's more or less when it's crazy.
1: And as I observed while we were watching, it, it wasn't a matter of were we going to get this super high-quality Ninja Slayer series or not. It was a matter of we're either going to get popsicle stick battles and you know half the story being told, or we were going to have no Ninja Slayer at all. Just because there was money that went into the show and it shows in a lot of ways. And the fact that we got something this amazing at all is in its own right impressive. Yeah. Especially since when, when you go for something as gonzo as Ninja Slayer from a production standpoint, that's a risk. Well, the problem
2: is snack is that when people think trigger they think extremely stylized, extremely fluid, action, heavy movement. And so, They're thinking Kill-A-Kill. They're thinking SSSS Gridman. They're not thinking Inferno Cop when they don't remember that this was actually one of their earliest things. They were still kind of a risk at this point. They hadn't yet done Kill-A-Kill. They hadn't yet done Little Witch Academia. They hadn't done Gridman yet. I mean, I think at this point they had maybe Inferno Cop and then this one like Slice of Life show where a couple people get superpowers. Ah, crap, I forget what it's called. But, um, yeah, they, they'd only done a few series at this point. Ninja Slayer was, was still kind of a risk. I think the animation style they chose works for it, as I, I said before. But, I mean, I think that's where a lot of the butthurt comes from, honestly. Because they have a lot of serious talent backing them, but... Yeah, it's just, oh, you know, I was expecting just super good animation everywhere. Not, and now kiss. Mwah, mwah, mwah. You know, it's kind of the problem with, with us, us anime fans is that we get really elitist a lot of times and it's to our detriment. That is true. Um, yeah,
1: that that is very true.
2: Firstly, can I just say that I feel like the bio ninjas? I thought that, you know, before I got into the, the light novels and everything. I thought they were actually going to like, it seemed like they were going
0: to team up with Ninja Slayer. And then they just kind of get all killed off rather ignominiously. I thought it was kind of a bummer. That's the thing about Ninja Slayer. They have so many, at least with the anime, it's like there are so many well-designed characters, even visually, that you kind of want to see more of them. But then they're just kind of just like, that. you're dead. That you're dead. That you're dead. Well,
2: with a lot of them, that is kind of just what happens.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's just
2: kind of the nature of ninja slayer itself it's kind of a parody of a very it's a very 80s style shonen series where you have the invincible main guy and he just it's every single week main guy encounters new guy who has a hook and he can do hook things or new guy encounters a guy with a ladder and he can do ladder things you see a lot this a lot with like kenikuman and uh, fiston or star with kenshiro It's kind of a thing that's fallen out of vogue because it's a very formulaic, repetitive style of thing, which works for Ninja Slayer, though, because he just blows through these guys
0: like crazy. So there's not really a formula because he's moving too fast. You know, they do. It's just like you said, there's such just great talent behind that. Even some of the random ninjas that just get like kind of knocked out. I kind of do wish, oh man, that actually kind of looked like a cool character, even though he's he's there for like a panel, just the designs are just so good. And then it's, it's not even really a gripe. It's just, it's just a it's just an observation. Yeah,
2: no, I mean like for instance, when they had the one ink wash painter with the uh, battle gauntlet cybernetic thing and they had Beholder, the guy who could manipulate people with his eyes yeah. to puppetry, I'm like, that's a really cool superpower. And what happens to him? He just gets killed, just thrown out a window.
0: Yep. <laughs> 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 Once it's it's funny and it's
1: great, but then you're like, oh, he was he was kind of cool. And- oh no, I, I know exactly what you mean. Like, well, I mean, at the same time, it, it shows just how stylish ninja slayer is like even ninja slayer himself has a very ornate design you guys have favorite characters beyond ninja slayer or oh
2: dude i have to say my favorite has to be sonic boom that entire thing with suicide and him even though he's supposed to be one of the most powerful members of the sokaya syndicate he just acts like a total jackass (laughs) and is Literally throwing his weight around on suicide and his his minions. I, oh man, that that's one of my favorite parts of the entire series,
1: Mr. Snack. That's a uh, you're you're talking about a show with dozens upon dozens of fantastic characters. That that is a uh, very hard one to pin down. I'm
2: surprised you're not going for Dragon Yukino, Snack.
1: She. I wanted to see more of her and see like if that storyline was never going to go anywhere. But she and like like I said earlier, a lot of side characters' arcs is kind of for get me. Dropped I really liked
0: a lot of these characters as well. Another one that sticks out besides Ninja Slayer himself, I enjoy Dragon Gendoso. He's he's got some pretty good lines. The never let your ninja soul consume you. Remember, your body is a ship, and you are the captain. And again, for me, he, he has those elements of the, the inspirational motivator mentor, but I also enjoyed that he had a more kind of like sarcastic kind of edge to him, I guess. Oh, something else I will add, just about Ninja Slayer overall. People get really kind of stratified over this show. People seem to either absolutely love this show like we did, or they are kind of like, I didn't get it. I don't care to get it. It's just too zany. Yeah,
2: I get, I get the sense that there's the elitist group, uh, kind of like I was talking about before. Kind of like your, uh, your friend we were talking about the other day there, Cog, who's like, I only watch mature anime for mature individuals such as myself. I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever, man.
0: That goes back to the review I read. One of the reviews I read on Ninja Slayer, I'm I'm not going to say who did it. I'm not trying to call anyone out or anything like that but basically in the review it brought up this idea that at ninja slayers core it's actually this dark drama and the comedy actually hurts the show and i mean i do not agree with that at all for me honestly not everything has to be one or the other not everything has to be an overthinking evangelion cry fest or just totally absurd comedy Something I really enjoyed about Ninja Slayer is it's kind of just a well-rounded show. You have the fun elements, you have the dark elements. I mean, obviously, it doesn't take itself really seriously at all. But when you have those dramatic moments in the show, they are very effective. And I think Ninja Slayer, in particular, is a pretty cool example of how you can combine just over-the-top, crazy comedy with that hard, dark element into just a well-rounded experience. Yeah, and, those,
2: and like, for instance, when Ninja Slayer Fujikito is, you know, mourning the loss of his wife and son, the kind of wry, deadpan comedy moments illustrate that more because, you know, you can you can revel in, you know, oh, angst, drama, angst, drama, <laughs> but that's going to get really boring. Having moments of levity help you kind of ease up on that. This is, this is all just basic story structure, guys. You can't just be in, you know, drama land the entire time. Despite what you know, certain George R. R. Martin's will tell you, you can't be super serial all the time. You guys, the dragons will be coming.
1: Yeah, okay, there, buddy. Yeah, I have a semi-related rant, but I'm gonna save it for after hours. No, that's all right. I'll, I want to talk about Evangelion because, whoa, oh boy, you know, Cog has
0: made me
2: remember something. So
0: we can we, we can be old men yelling at people now. Overall, I'd say we're all pretty solid on it, very much enjoying Ninja Slayer.
2: I'd have to give this one a 9 out of 10, honestly. So,
0: what do you say, Cog? What's your final score on this bad boy? I'm going to have to go right there with you. I really enjoy this show. It is just a lot of fun. The characters are great. The, the art is great. It's a fun ride all the way through. I
2: figured this would be a good palate cleanser after all the moe last week. So, you know, it's an I'm sorry, guys. I didn't realize. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, the games in the, an, in the anime are like completely different and yeah i mean it's good they're both good but it's like oh man i'm sorry i should have like told cog It's like look man there's gonna be a lot of cute girls doing cute things here so i figure that you know ninja slayer would have been good
1: (laughs) i have to maintain my stance in never giving objective scores so i give this a ninja slayer out of ninjas so what is this a
0: zero For a one.
1: Yeah. We will see someday in Ninja Slayer, the animation too. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. That, that that's be, net can dream.
2: Yeah, I hope so. Because, I mean, Trigger's doing pretty good for themselves. Little Witch was received fairly well. They just dropped a new game with Arc System Works for Kill a Kill. They just did Gridman and that was fantastic. So, yeah,
1: I, I hope Trigger did the animation for the trailer for the
0: newest Shantae game. They have a new movie coming out I think it's gonna be a movie or it might be yeah, it's a movie. Uh Pro or Promar. Oh
2: yes. See, Snack, I'm gonna to have to make you watch Kill a Kill because it's actually really good. And I know you and you and Cog watched Gurenlagen, so I
0: I've been through about the I think I've been through actually the, the first half of Kill a Kill. It was a fun show. I just was doing other things, and I didn't get a chance to get back to it. Uh,
1: for context, the only reason I didn't watch it is I got pretty much the worst possible introduction to it, and you can thank the lovely user base of Tumblr for that introduction. Oh, because they're shipping sisters. Yeah, I can. I can only imagine. No, not not even the shipping. Honestly, it was kind of the opposite, where they were just like they built up the show. As if it was something it never was. I didn't even get the impression it was an action series from what they were talking about. So, yeah, I got a little bit deceived on that one. Oh,
2: dude. Yeah, it's a shonen battle series watching the same way that Ninja Slayer is. It's just that the main hero is a woman. It's a teenage girl. And it's basically it's a coming of age story. I think you would really like it. And, I mean, you probably turn to me and go, so, Ditaku, you going you gonna to explain some of your plagiarism here? You going you gonna to explain this? You, you are maging, Because, yeah, university. Nice. So, ladies and gentlemen, just in case you're not aware, because I don't remember,
0: honestly, if we've mentioned this before, we're going to start Gundam month. Indeed. Actually, last year, 2019, was the official 40th anniversary of Mobile Suit Gundam. And yes, we are basically using that as an excuse to do a big Gundam binge. And in case you're not aware, we are all giant
2: nerds here and we love us some Gundam. So what we're going to do is the next four
0: podcasts are all going to be Gundam. All right. So since we're selecting Gundam, I had a really hard time with this choice because there are just yeah, so you many. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah, you did oh
2: man he, he and i were talking a few days ago he's like um, ah, there's there's so many series i like i'm like dude
0: you got to pick one." Oh, i don't know <laughs> i'm sorry I, I i tease because i love dog. <laughs> i did finally settle on a choice just because i and there were some reasons for it mostly because it's just a really quick watch and i don't think you guys have seen it yet but my choice is is actually going to be for Mobile Suit Gundam Thunderbolt. I have not seen that one. I've heard it's good though. I have not either. It's it is a hard, real robot war show. The the more I think about it, and the more we've had our conversations, I, th- I think my favorite is actually the Eighth Team, and and Thunderbolt just kind of brings me ooh, back to that. Ooh. A- eighth MS Team has, in
2: my opinion, the best mobile suit fight, but if that's the way this is, I'm going to hold off me fanboying about that until we do that, that series. So, okay. Well, we already know what you want, Snake. but why don't you tell the, the lovely listeners?
1: I'm going to pick the Centennial Classic SD Gundam. Oh, I'm
2: sorry. Do I need to get up over there and, you know, show you my <laughs> ring hand? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> that's a joke. That's a joke. I mean,
1: <laughs> hey guys, I'm going to make a Oh no, no, no. my, My actual, I'm joking, (laughs) I'm joking. I would not subject anyone to that. Gundam has lips, okay. I have a problem with that. Yeah, let's not do that. My actual choice is for Mobile Fighter G Gundam. Good choice, good stuff. All right.
2: And I have to rep for my favorite because, I mean, it's the last, it's the last one. It's in the name, Turn A Gundam. It is so good. So weird. So good. I, I love it. And I want Sneck to actually finally sit down and watch it and go, oh, okay. So that's the reason why everyone says that this this is like the last Gundam. Okay.
0: And I think our random option we said was going to be... Mobile Suit Gundam, yes. And we're doing the series, not the movies. See,
2: the thing is, is the the, the series actually has all the really bizarre new type mobile armors and stuff. The movies kind of skip over those, but they have a more cohesive story. So, I mean, it's up to you guys. Or, I mean, we could just watch the gutted Ren mobile suit, of Gundam Abridged, which actually before we watch, before we do the podcast for that one, I need to send you guys that because you, I think, especially you, Cog, I think that you would really enjoy that. Uh, they, they only went about halfway through the series before they just kind of stopped, which is unfortunate, but it's good stuff. Noodle actually, uh, he and I just quote that even to this day, even after it's been like five years since we watched it. It's good stuff. All right, Snick. So are we going to roll then? All right, let's 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 do it.
1: So for the, everyone at home, Gundam Month is going to handle a little bit differently, whereas we normally only pick one of the four options. This is going to be a determination of what order we watch these in. All four are going to be done for the sake of Gundam Month. All right, let me fire up my RNG here. So the first one I rolled is four, which is Mobile Suit Gundam.
0: Good stuff. Oh, we got the random option. I think that
2: works out, honestly. That way we can go, oh, okay. so this is where the series started from. And then we can kind of see the way it goes from there.
0: All right. So join us next time, folks, for the original Mobile Suit Gundam. Thank you very much. And I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to the Tomodachi Brothers Review Podcast. Produced and recorded by The Hipster Snack. Ditaku and cog sound design and editing by executive producer sean taylor brown with cog sound engineering music written and performed by sean taylor brown with costas voss of core inside studio on the drums we hope you enjoyed this episode see you next time
1: everyone. Thanks for listening to the Tomodachi Bros anime podcast. I'm one of the co-founders and co-hosts of the podcast, The Hipster Snack. If you want more content from me, I have my own YouTube channel, The Hipster Snack. Links will be available everywhere I can spam it up until I get a custom one, but all in due time. I do weekly game reviews, and in the future, probably more than that. Look forward to it, and I'll see you there and on Twitter, at Hipster Snack. See ya!